You're listening to the Power of Journaling podcast. Journaling has been scientifically proven to speed healing, increase productivity, reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, and improve creativity. Thank you for joining journaling.com as we explore all things journaling. When I was in my 30s, I took a personality test called the Colby, K-O-L-B-E, and they tested four different qualities. And what I discovered is that on the quick start scale, I was a nine out of 10, but on the follow through scale, I was only a two out of 10. And I'm wondering, what about you? How would you rate yourself um, as a quick start? What would you give yourself as a quick start, one through 10? And how would you rate yourself for your follow through, one through 10? Now, I was able to successfully um, create and run a business, even though I had what would be considered a low, (laughs) really low follow through score, because I was able to hire follow through people. I was able to surround myself with people who um, were strong where I was weak and who could help me with the follow through. So in the business world, that worked just fine. But in my personal life, when it came to designing my life and doing what I wanted to do and learning what I wanted to learn and becoming the kind of person I wanted to become, that lower follow-through score was hurting me because I would start something and quit it. Or I would start one thing and then like a holding a channel changer, I would switch over to something else. And it wasn't good for me, not just from a perspective of life design, you know, that I wasn't kind of moving down the paths that I wanted to move down, but I also found that it was hurting my self-esteem. It was hurting my self-trust. And according to a recent survey I did with people about life design, the number one challenge that people have is that their question is, how can I stay with something long enough to see results? Um, Can you relate to this at all? You know, how are your follow-through skills? Are there things that you would like to do, like maybe reading to the kids at night or exercising or family dinner, learning to sail, getting a puppy, uh, getting a degree, learning a language, learning a musical instrument? And is your lack of self-trust, let's say, that you can follow through with it, is that stopping you from even trying? Or do you find um, you're doing the same thing that I used to do of not staying with it long enough? This reminds me of the Friends episode where Monica receives an empty journal and she writes, Dear Diary, I'm going to write in you every day and the next day, nothing. So interestingly, when when I teach life design, I don't start with the dare to dream model. I start with the developing self-trust model, module, because 
it's hard for you to allow yourself to dare to dream if you don't trust that you are going to follow through on those dreams and do what it needs to do, do what you need to do, do what it takes to follow through on something long enough to have the experience and to develop the skill that you want to have. So how are you on the on your follow through? Um, now, the best way that I've found to develop follow through is to break down what it is you want to do into something that is tiny, a tiny version of that behavior. It's so small that you can show up and do it no matter what. So that means, for example, not setting the goal of, I'm going to read to my children one hour every night. Just put that to 10 minutes because 10 minutes is something you could probably do no matter what. When life gets lifey, you can walk for 10 minutes, you can garden for 10 minutes, you can meditate for 10 minutes, you can have a family dinner for 10 minutes. So most things you could do for 10 minutes and we make the mistake of having the bold the goals um, too large. So step number one in developing your self-trust is to break down what it is you want to do into like a 10-minute size, something that you can do no matter what. The second thing that will help you develop and your self-trust is to count days. There is a reason why people collect, you know, the one-month chip or the one-year chip. Or when in Duolingo, for example, you are on a streak. For example, I'm on a 300, no, I'm on a 600-day streak. And psychologically, when you have a lot of days under your belt, you don't want to lose that. Once you've been doing something for 33 days, 600 days, 1,000 days, boy, you're going to stay with it because your psychology does not want you to stop doing it because it feels so good. So the second piece of advice I have for you is to pick something small and count the number of days that you are doing it. Now you can count it using an app tracker like Habit Share, or some people count days on a calendar. They get a physical calendar to tack up on the wall and you put an X on the day, every day that you showed up and you did this tiny thing. You showed up and you see those X's behind you and you do not want to miss a day and not be able to put the X on the, on the calendar. Or if you're a journaler or in a notebook, if you're learning something, you would label your page as day one, you know, day 25, day 55. Um, whether you're, you're writing or learning an instrument, whatever it is, you would commemorate that day. So counting days is another very powerful way of building up your trust in yourself, your self-trust. Now, eventually, a third thing is going to happen that's going to help you um, count days, and that is automaticity. The longer you stay with something 
after several days, even if it's just five to 10 minutes of doing that thing each day, it becomes as automatic as brushing your teeth. And then you don't have to draw from willpower to do this thing. You just automatically do it. You get a free ride. So for example, I have done um, 605 days in a row of Duolingo. I've completed five of my 10 doctoral classes. I cleaned up my eating a year ago and I haven't eaten sugar or flour in 360 days. My gosh, I've always wanted to give up sugar and the longest I was ever able to go before with two weeks. But now I'm celebrating my one year anniversary and I count the days of that. And that helps me stay on the path. It feels so good. And when you have these days behind you that you have done this, it makes you think, oh my gosh, if I can do this, what else can I do? I was so filled with confidence that I recently um, flew to Spain and I walked 150 miles of the Camino. And I did that the same way that you're going to do this, is that you just show up day after day, whether it's rainy or windy or uphill or downhill, you just show up every day, you put one foot in front of the other, you touch your dream. You, if you have a dream of a vacation, touch that dream a little bit each day. If there's something you want to learn, just do 10 minutes of it every day. If there's a new habit that you want, do it. Maybe ask yourself, say, I'm going to do this for seven days in a row to test it out and then do those seven days. And now you have shown yourself, I am a person who does what I say I'm going to do. And the more days you have behind you, the more times you have followed through, you start to believe yourself and your dreams can become bigger and bigger and bigger because you are the king and queen of follow through. You know that you do what you say you are going to do and the confidence and the self-trust is the key to life design. So this is what I want to teach you. Even before we start talking about identifying your dreams, I want you to build up your self-trust. This is Rebecca Kokenderfer encouraging you to live by design and not default. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.